I say he's so sweet, cook I wanna lick the rapper. So I let her lick the rapper. She lick me like a lollipop. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to Lick the Rapper Podcast with your host, the Imani Blair. That's right, the Imani Blair. Not just Imani Blair, the Imani Blair, okay? I am a rapping, performing, motherfucking, podcasting, talented ass bitch. And thank you so much for listening to this episode and choosing to listen to me today. I don't take it for granted for one second. Thank you, thank you, thank you for everybody listening. We gonna get into some things, y'all. We gonna get into some things. Before I even introduce my guest, <laughs> last episode, y'all, I was out here saying I had a show February 3rd, um, punch me in the face. Are you dumb? Get over yourself. February 3rd, what? Y'all, I was wrong. July 3rd is when the show is this Saturday. So if you're listening to this when this podcast comes out this Saturday, July 3rd, I have a show in Richmond. Now, why I was saying February 3rd, I don't understand. Yo, what is wrong with my brain? And then... When my cousins were, well, Aubrey hit me up and told me I was wrong first. And then Tanisha hit me up like, girl, do you know you're wrong? I was in such a heavy space, y'all. I couldn't even fix it. I was in a terrible mental space. So I feel much better. I have a show this Saturday, July 3rd. It is 6 p.m. At 318 West Broad Street, I'm going to put a link in the bio for tickets and my promo code. So if you use my promo code, you get a dollar off. And I would love to see so there's some support and some familiar faces in the audience. That would mean the world to me. So this Saturday, July 3rd, 8, I mean, fuck, July 3rd, 6 p.m., 318 West Broad Street, Richmond, Virginia, 23220. The link is in the description okay period use promo code monzi get a dollar off come holla at me get yourself a condom get yourself a t-shirt whatever you know how it goes sneaking off with them flows hey you know how it goes that's actually a song that i've been working on and since i'm in such a good mood i think that i should give you guys a little fucking snippet what do you think (laughs) i have no choice here's a song i'm working on for my new project it's called you know how it goes sneaking off with them flows It's a shame what people say behind my back but wouldn't say to me They flexing on the gram and chasing clout but they don't play with me When it come to rapping I'm the realest bitch left They love me when I'm down but now I'm up it went left huh. I'm trying to tell you what a mess this is And it's gonna take another record to address this biz Cause I'm just always gonna piss the people off like I'm a referee You want me on your song I'm charging you won't get a vet for free I host a show when everybody listen My car's red and it glisten My skill level is top tier Your skill level is missing My waistline is sickening My sugar daddy live in Detroit He a pissed in I'm in Richmond Monty You are very, very welcome Okay? <laughs> okay? I'm in a good mood It's hot outside 
And I'm like, let me let them hear a little something, 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 something. If you enjoyed that, if you enjoyed this podcast, if you enjoy listening to me right now, you know what time it is. You know what to motherfucking do. Take that phone out. Take that iPhone out. Don't play with me. And look up the Apple Podcast app. When you go into the Apple Podcast app, you're going to type in Lick the Rapper. Give me five stars because I'm a five-star bitch. Okay, we got it. Leave me five stars and leave a review and tell everybody you love this motherfucking podcast. And Imani should be a millionaire and she should not be crying from being a broke adult. She should be a fucking millionaire because she is talented. Okay, if you leave that review, it would make me so happy and it would really make my day. And I will read it live on the podcast. Yes, y'all know I like to read some reviews live. I have a review from Miss Steffi Kiss. Steffi said, where I come to smile. She said, I wanted to smile during a wake and bake session and decided to turn to Missy Monty Blair and I was not disappointed. Now I'm planning a Harry Potter Halloween in Virginia. Steffi, you already know what time it is. Okay, get your broomstick, hun, and decide which house you're going to be in. Or we might have to get the hat and let the hat decide because, you know, we don't need no trickeration in that dancery. Okay, <laughs> period. <laughs> But I love you guys so much. Please, I love when you leave reviews. And it helps me as an independent podcaster. It helps me a lot. The more reviews that you guys leave, the better it is for the algorithm. The more people will find my podcast. And then hopefully Barstool Sports will sign me for a hefty fucking contract. Because that's what I fucking want. So Dave Portnoy, Erica, what's good? Okay, this is the star of the show. I'm the one you're looking for, period. Okay, hun. The next star of Barstool Sports is right here, and I am going to prove it to you until y'all sign me. That is my new mission, okay? It's time. It's time. Barstool needs me, and I need Barstool, so let's make this motherfucking happen. With no further ado, let's get into this episode with my good sis, Miss Chelsea Lamore. She does that media thing, radio thing, podcast thing. She is the shit right here in Richmond, Virginia with me. Um, I, I'm obsessed with her podcast, Single in the City, and I know that y'all will love her. So with no further ado, guys, enjoy. So let me introduce a very special guest. Well, you could introduce yourself. She's a legend mm, in Richmond, very much so. Very a pioneer in the podcasting Thank game, you. I always Thank tell you. you. So please introduce yourself. Um, my name is Chelsea Lamore. I'm a podcaster, media personality, hustler, producer. What you need, I got it. Period. type of bitch <laughs> <laughs> period yes. chelsea so um i am a big fan of your podcast i always tell you single in the city you're always one of my favorite guests oh thank you my I'm, wife loves you on the show really? she always asks about you and we Aww. love your voice i tell you all the time you have such a buttery voice you are to like podcasting with jasmine sullivan is to singing oh my god 
You have an amazing voice. Whoa. That was strong, right? I'm telling you. I just got chills. You have a rich, buttery voice. Thank I'm you. telling you. Thank you so much. That is beautiful. Very distinctive. Like, literally, I was at the radio station. I was like, this is the money on the lottery commercial. Like, I love your voice. I tell you that every time I see you, like, or every time I talk to you. Your voice, A1. Oh, thank you. It's crazy. When I was, like... When I was younger, people would tell me my voice was annoying. Like, I can always relate well, to those stories. Well, cheering or just like, <laughs> I don't know. I, it probably was higher when I was younger. Oh, yeah. I was probably more obnoxious mm-hmm. as well, you mm-hmm. know? So. Or people don't know what they're listening for when you're younger. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially as we, like, progress in our career, we know what a good voice is. So... I mean, fuck them. They're probably yeah. somewhere working at a cashier but, at Kroger. Yeah. No shade yeah. to hardworking people. But, but people don't look at that the way we do. Yeah, like, like you, I pay attention to people's voices. Mm-hmm. And so, like, your voice is, like, an amazing voice. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Chelsea. I feel like the sexual liberation in podcasting with, like, a lot of women in podcasts talking about their mm-hmm. sex lives. Um, a lot of people are like, everybody talks about sex. But I'm like, but there's Everybody's a- doing it. But there's a million sports podcasts. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a million hip hop podcasts. Mm-hmm. It's a million murder mm-hmm. crime podcasts. Mm-hmm. But when women are liberated mm-hmm. and all of us want to talk about sex, mm-hmm. everybody's I offended. For a jerk. <laughs> For real. Yeah, seriously. Like, bruh. Like, we can't do I shit. I mean, even if we did, like, make other like, everyone has a beauty YouTube channel. Right. right. If you really think about it, like, Walmart, I think it said it has 500 million brands in one Walmart. Mm. They ain't just one type of bread in Walmart. You can go in there and pick all the different breads you want. You can get white bread, brown bread, nature's own wonder. Get what the fuck you want. Yeah. And so why can't we look at like our entertainment the same way? Why can there only be one it girl? Why is there only like, oh, we can only talk about sex or there's a whole bunch of podcasts about sex. Okay, well, they're not talking about it the way I want to receive it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So fuck y'all. Yeah. <laughs> and the moral damn. of the story, fuck y'all. Fuck y'all. <laughs> God damn. We were talking about you were talking about your in thought in the thoughts of maybe moving yeah. away from Richmond and mm-hmm. I was telling you it's really crazy that you said that. I don't want to get emotional. I cried all Aww. day yesterday. Cried all morning. Well, you know I'm big sis. You can cry. With Thank me. you, Chelsea. I'll probably cry with you, bitch. We might be consoling <laughs> each other. <laughs> but I'm in a space in my life where I know it's time for a big change. Mm, me too. Um, but I've that. moved before twice. I moved where? to LA. I lived okay. in LA for two years, and then I lived in Atlanta for two years. Okay, how old were you when you did that? I moved to LA when I was 17, and then I moved to Atlanta when I was 21. Okay. Um. Both were very traumatizing for me, you know, and oh, God, when I came back home, I was very depressed when I lived in it. Did it feel like a humbling experience to come home or you're talking to someone that's never left? So it was okay. This was my first real when I lived in L.A., I still had a lot of support. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, Atlanta was my first true adulting. Here are the bills. Mm -hmm. And how you pay as you go out and get a job. And that support system isn't there. Right. There in ways, but not financially. (laughs) No, that's the way I was talking. That's where it counts. Shit. (laughs) Fuck Fuck the phone call. Yeah, fuck the phone call and the tax, baby. (laughs) The fuck did the cash app go through? And this is before I had a brand or before I had an OnlyFans or before I knew I could make money on the internet. That's the first thing that came to my mind. It's like you're going back with experience now. You're going back as your own woman. You're going back as 
one, you are going back as a woman. Even though we think 21, we're grown. When you really look back at when you're 21, you ain't grown for real, for real. I don't feel like I'm grown now. You're oh, grown, bitch. Life is hard no. as a bitch. Oh, it, like, I still look when emergencies happen. I look for adults. and I'm like, oh, fuck. I am the goddamn adult. <laughs> Jesus, save us. But you're going back with experience. You're going back with something that you can be proud of, something that's already working for you now. So, mm. you know... I feel the same way you do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's courageous and brave that you were able to do it at such a young age. I wasn't that Ignorance confident. Ignorance is bliss. But, but, <laughs> but, I but know, you have I to know. have a level of fearlessness to succeed. And so One, the yeah. fact that you have that at an early age says something. And the fact that you're even contemplating doing it again, no matter how traumatic it is. Because because with what we do, Chelsea, mm-hmm. so like you were saying, with what you do, um, media, radio, we do voiceover mm-hmm. stuff. It's like... I'm, I need to get a voiceover agent. I yeah. need to be going to three to four auditions yes. a day for commercials, and the thing TV, is, voiceovers. Like, you wouldn't be going, you're not in Richmond saying, oh my God, I really want to work at a surf shop. I really want to work somewhere and go fishing every day. Why? Because there's no fucking ocean here. <laughs> so you got to go to where the things that you need to be successful are. Yeah. If you want, you got to go where the work is. Know. And you know, and that's just part of the game. And I think that, once you reach a certain level, you can do it from wherever. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, you, depending on what you want, though, mm-hmm. because those actresses that love the paparazzi and mm-hmm. they still need that. Yeah, they can't go whatever, wherever, you know, no, but I'm talking about once you build your brand, like to a point it what I'm matter. saying is like if Pharrell wants to do music in Virginia Beach, motherfuckers gonna come to Virginia mm-hmm. Beach to see him. Right. He doesn't have to go to Atlanta anymore. Mm-hmm. He's built his name. And right. motherfuckers gonna go where he goes, just like when Teddy Riley built the empire that he did right. in Virginia Beach. He went there for a reason. Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, everybody's going to Virginia Beach. For what? To see Teddy Riley Mm -hmm. because he had built up his brand. So, um, but before that, he couldn't do that just being some regular producer. You know what I'm saying? So, I think it'll be good for you. It's just like I... You got to do some shit that scares you sometimes. Oh, no, you always do, but... And it's no but because it's what I have to do. But I was very, very lonely when I lived in Atlanta. And I think that was the depressing part. I didn't really, like, have many friends. I was in a long-distance relationship. And it was just very lonely, you know. And it's like. But think about the person you are now, how much you've grown. Oh, girl, I I feel like I'm I'm shipping you off to Atlanta right now. Like, girl, I didn't. Am I glad you're not leaving on the midnight train? I finally come in a place in my life where it's like I have great people in my life, you know. Mm -hmm. And, like, I'm so happy and satisfied with the people in my life and thinking about leaving them Mm. just scares me again you know i'm sorry it's okay that's a real feeling and i I feel that way too i've never left yeah and i feel like my family's here like even as far as like the brand that i built is here and so i have a fear of like starting over I have a fear of like when I went to Atlanta, I was like, wow, this is like this. That was my first time going in my adult life. And I was like, wow, this is a big place. Yeah. I was like, I've been driving around all fucking weekend and we ain't left Buckhead yet. Yeah. And so the feeling I could see that. And I was like, you know, I don't know anyone here. I don't have a network to pull from. And, you know, I really got to have my shit together. Um, But I'm at the point, just like how you said, like, you feel like you need to make big changes. Like I told my mom, I was like, at this point in my life, it's no longer about linear moves. Um, you're no longer about linear moves. I feel like 
with what I'm doing right now, I've reached my plateau. It's mm-hmm. like for me to go to the next level, yeah. I need to really do something mm-hmm. big, you know? Okay, so let me ask you this. If you knew on the other side of this anxiety and fear that you were getting a record deal, you were getting a podcast right. deal, all your wildest dreams would be accomplished, would you still be crying or scared like no. that? No. Yeah, I know. It's a few things, but it's a few things. It's the familiarity, but it's also the fear of like, what if I do all this and it still doesn't work? Right. You know, Mm -hmm. that's what I'm really. Bitch, I'm (laughs) strumming my pain, girl. We're like, I feel like I'm like looking in the mirror talking to myself. Seriously. This shit is, it's it's very scary. Because you put it all on the line. You know, Mm -hmm. and I don't think people realize. Mm. I I can't believe I'm doing this. It's okay, girl. It's okay. It's what we the only chose- reason I'm not crying is because bitch, I did it all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all cried out. Okay. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. What we chose to do is so hard. Yeah, and like you know, I tell people I'm like I don't knock anybody that works a nine to five, but it isn't fulfilling. Like, I, or even if I did work a nine to five, I need to work something that. I feel fulfilled at the end of the day. And the wake up call for me was, you know how it is. You're working odd jobs just to pay the bills. You're serving. You're doing all this. And the one time I worked at a call center and I worked for the city of Richmond and I looked around and I was like, nobody in this bitch is living their dream. (laughs) (laughs) Except for the mayor. (laughs) Nobody in this bitch is happy. happy. That's depressing. Nobody is like, yeah. you think about like, you know, even if you aren't the top dog at whatever open mic you go to or a concert, you're like, that person's living their dream. Right. Or you look around and you can say your manager is happy about their job. Nobody in that bitch was happy and living their dream except for the goddamn mayor. Nobody said, I just really want to grab and work in a call center. <laughs> Right. And that was my wake up call of yeah. like, I never want to be somewhere and be in a place where it's full of people that are not happy, not or, happy. or content. And yeah, well, you know, I want to talk to you also about quitting. You quit your job. How did you know? Because I am a single in the city. <laughs> ah, Listener, you think I'm lying? Like, I ah, like your podcast. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Yeah, I haven't even really talked about it much. And so I was like, oh my God, I forgot yeah, I talked I'm, about it. Yes, ma'am. Girl. I'm tuned in. Yes, yeah. Thank you. That's, um, to me, that sounds nuts. <laughs> to a lot of people, yeah. it sounds nuts. Yeah. So I wanted you to like just talk about your what 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 made you go? Because to a lot of people, that's like a dream job. I know to you, yeah. that might mm-hmm. sound nuts. Yeah. No, 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 no. But like, I mean, because it was a dream job to me at one point. Mm-hmm. And the best way I can sum it up is last week when Sha'Carri Richardson mm. won that race. And she said, stop playing with me. Mm. I was fucking bawling, crying. Because <sighs> it was so much more to that. When she was like, stop playing with me. Y'all counted me out. Y'all stereotype me. Reason. Y'all like, got you. but stop fucking playing with me. And so like, I love the company that I work for. However, I felt like I wasn't growing there. I felt like. You um, were being overlooked. I felt like. You know, sometimes I have to realize that, and and people do all the time, have to realize, like, you can't tell your gallon-sized dreams to pint-sized-minded people. You know what I'm saying? Some people see you as a threat. Some people feel like they want to keep you in this box. And, like, um, I was just, like, at a point where, like, COVID switched. Like, I think everyone went through, like, a mental switch during COVID. 
And for me, it was, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Oh, for me, it was like before COVID, I was like, I'm willing to do anything for this shit. I work nights. I work overnight. Mm. I'll do this. I'll do that. I'm going to prove myself. And then I was like, I need this. And or this, this, being attached to this makes me reputable. And then when COVID hit and I was like, the check's still coming in. Like people still calling. I'm good. I realized, like, Chelsea, you don't need, like, well, at one point you did, but you used that. Yeah. And you built your own, and you don't need that anymore, especially when it is no longer serving, serving your purpose. Serving you. And it's no longer a place where you feel appreciated. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all are working me to death, but y'all ain't working them direct deposits the way y'all should. <laughs> Let's keep it real. Because people love that job, but it doesn't pay shit. Period. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm like, okay, I got used to like, okay, I have my weekends to myself. My entire adult life, I've worked. To make that dream work, I bartended. I served. I never knew what it was like to have a weekend off or have the evenings off. And I'm like, I don't want to go back to normal again. I don't want to be in the studio every weekend. You know, I'm ready to work smarter, not harder. I put my time in. I know what I'm doing. I came in this building as a intern and I'm leaving a seasoned professional. Right. I've gotten what I need to out of this. And I had to really find peace because a lot of times people say like, you don't leave until you get something else. And I'm like, you know, I never left Richmond, but this is my leap of faith. And when you leap, a net will appear. You don't know how far down <laughs> the net will be. You don't know if the net will immediately appear. But you got to take a chance on yourself. But motherfuckers are going to stop playing with me. <laughs> it's, I mean, that's where I'm at, too. It's yeah. like, bruh, I need this shit. I need something to happen. Yeah. Girl. <laughs> and I was listening to T.D. Jakes today. And he's like, when you get to that point, that's when God makes that, that is, shit. When God you get, makes it uncomfortable When you for put you. your foot down and he makes it so it's like you, your back is against mm -hmm. the fucking wall. And now what are you going to do about mm -hmm. it is when the breakthrough Let comes, me tell you, you know? it felt as though, you know, like when you're in a relationship and the nigga not really doing you right. But it's like, okay, it's in private. I can work through this. We're going to argue. We're going to talk Ooh. it out. But then that nigga going to have a baby on you. Oh, yeah. And it's like, I can no longer hide mm. what's going on because it's a fucking baby mm. to show for it. That's how I felt about my situation at my job. It's like, y'all been playing on, playing with me, sleeping on me. But you've been feeling like that for a long I've time. Been feeling, but, but what was the breaking point? If I'm being 100% honest, it's... um. Hmm. without being too messy mm -hmm. it's you know i work at i'll put it this way i work at a station and before i knew it our entire competition station was in, at our station so i've been hustling grinding for this company for six years but y'all just go and pluck people. I'm like, I don't Got even want to work for Got a place you. that isn't that innovative. Got <laughs> like, you. Like, Got you. What the fuck? Got you. It's a slap in the face. Got you. And that was the straw Got you. that broke the camel's Got back. You. And to be, and it's nothing against those people. It's about the environment that I choose to put myself in. The 100%, work culture that yeah. I, I choose to put myself in. Yeah. I, I want to be with a progressive, in a progressive state. And so... That was for me, like not feeling valued. Yeah, that's the and, and like you, like you said, TD Jakes. Like before, God will make situations uncomfortable. Yeah, and like I said, that was the having the baby knew, on me. You were already over it. Yeah, that makes that sense. was the having the baby. Come on, bring it together. <laughs> Come on, bring it together. That last one, I had gone up for four promotions. Yeah, 
when furlough happened, like when COVID happened, everyone got furloughed except for me. Yeah. And one other person. They still didn't pay me, raise my pay. Wow. I still was working. I was generating revenue for the station. I was putting in the work. But then when tangible opportunities come, you go and get somebody that's from our competition station. No. Gotcha. And yeah. that that is where I felt like, Chelsea, you gotta stick up for yourself now. Yeah. You know, so yeah. y'all would have had the baby. <laughs> And Keisha is gone. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Did you feel happy? You felt empowered? I did. And to be honest, and even I requested an exit interview. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Why are you so dramatic? You know, but no, I felt like I, what was emotional for me is like I said, I felt like I grew up there. Mm. I had been there six years. I interned there when I was in college. And so I wanted, they were shocked when I said I was leaving. It's like, how can you be shocked? The fuck? You know what I'm saying? Because so many people hold on to this. And I'm like, I can't have my hands free to receive blessings if I'm holding on to this. And y'all ain't even, the whole time I'm holding on, y'all slapping my, punching my knuckles. You know what I'm saying? Like Not like a bad little Yeah, thing. like you punching my knuckles the whole time. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's tough. But I had an exit interview and I just wanted to kind of let them know, like, I appreciate the opportunity. This is why I'm leaving. I'm leaving for growth. Like, I need to grow and I need to go where I feel appreciated. I even cried in my exit interview. Like I loved working there, but I can love just like you can love that nigga. But sis, when it's time to go, you gotta go, you know? So I just decided to part ways and I, I feel lighter. I feel blessed in the sense like I'm proud of myself. I feel like that was one of the first times in my life that I really stood in my truth and like, I had to like get help writing a resignation letter. I had never quit a job. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so to right. like, I was proud of myself. And, and it's crazy. You know, it was a everybody, big which I do have a master plan, but everybody's like, oh, Chelsea must have some big shit lines up. Yeah, y'all think I got some big shit lined up because I'm a big fucking deal. And y'all's playing with me. Big stepper. <laughs> yeah, big Sasquatch. stepper. Because God got some big shit hello, lined up. Hello, hello. Yeah. Hello. So I was in Atlanta this weekend and I was blessed to see family, but I also like connected with some things for work and just, you know, I'll tell you this. I quit my job. <laughs> The next week, I was on the phone with the president of Viacom Podcasting. The next week, I was on the phone with New York Times president of podcasting. Come on, New York Times. So, and this is, I was quitting my job before I knew about these things. And I was like, all right, God, I see you. That's always, he always going to give you like a hint, Mm -hmm. you know, then he Mm going to make it hard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But can I, I can't say that I would have been in a position to receive those calls. If you were so worried about them. Yeah, I'm Mm -hmm. worried about them when I could be so good. Yeah. Hallelujah. But when you're in it, though, it's it's hard. It is hard. Because you don't know if... You don't if you're know making if it's the right God decision, or if it's the devil, Mm-mm. you don't know if you're making the right decision. And I battle with that. I was like, and you always think about like, if I leave, then somebody else is gonna get that spot, and if somebody gets to get that spot, then. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? When it's crazy because you know you're getting older. When like certain things, with like, I'm not a super religious person, but like the the whole thing about what God has for you is for you is a real thing. Like, what girl? You can whoever you could get that job. You still. Ain't me. Right. Like, what's for me? It doesn't matter. matter. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is going to be for me is always going to be for me. Yeah. That might be for you. And one another thing that I had to get in my mind is, well, not get in my mind. I realized it's like, 
five years ago. I don't want to be the queen of Richmond. Right. <laughs> Y'all can have it. <laughs> no, I don't. Because motherfuckers be... get caught up in that shit. Oh, yeah. they want. I don't want to be the yeah, big yeah, fish yeah, in yeah, a small yeah. pond. Yeah. I just want to be a big fish. <laughs> I just want to be in the pond. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, real shit. I think some people, especially like a place like Richmond. Richmond is super clicky and like, you know. I'm I would like to consider myself well connected and it's a blessing but I'm like yo some what you got to realize too Imani is for some people this is as good as it gets it's not as good as it gets for you right right and that's fine if it's I'm not speaking down on what someone else has some for some people their reality is they, they've reached their peak right you haven't no 100 percent. the fact that you even have this feeling in your heart is a major indicator i know and and i'm i'm crying the emotions are because i know what i have to do mm. you know yes. yeah like i'm telling you life is one big fucked up relationship yeah. low-key because it's like when you know you got to break up with this nigga it's like god damn yeah, now, now I really have to that's follow why, through. That's why people say women move on so fast mm-hmm. because we've dealt with. We, Girl, if a woman is ready to break up, she's dealt she broke with, with that your for ass. six months. She broke up with your ass fifteen to thirty business days ago, <laughs> and she didn't cry her tears. Mm-hmm. She didn't already. That's how I felt about terms. the job too. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. you said, I was already over. The baby is the buildup. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The baby is like, okay, you don't already piss me off and hurt me enough, and yeah. the baby is just like the um representation of that it's like something yeah. tangible to that yeah but it's like you know big transitions when you feel it in your spirit for me because i have trauma moving i think that's my mm. that's what i'm dealing with and i really need therapy mm. like a lot you know yeah. like truly like mm-hmm. I've, I've come to terms with that like yeah that fear is, is satan for sure mm-hmm. for sure but yeah but you also need to realize too that fear is natural Fear, right. Even fearless people have fear, and that's what I feel. I it's think okay to be scared. People look at me like, "Don't let oh, it paralyze you're fearless, you." Fearless, or like you're confident, and I'm like, I am fucked up on it. <laughs> Are most entertainers? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But even like, say yeah. somebody like, um, I think it was Ariana Grande. She has severe stage anxiety. Yeah. Really, the things that entertainers put themselves through is not normal. normal. Being in front of thousands or even hundreds of people for them to judge you and critique you. It's not normal. And that's even before social media. Why do you think all of these celebrities have drug problems and, you know, uh, mental breakdowns? It's not normal. You know what also isn't normal? Hearing um, a crowd cheer for you and yell Mm. at your name is not is Mm. not normal. So like a lot of those artists that high and that rush Mm -hmm. And when you get off the stage, you you you're lost. You don't wow. know who you are. Mm-hmm. A lot of you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you you get all that on stage. You get off the stage. People talking to you in any kind right. of way. The fuck? <laughs> Did you just hear all the motherfuckers say my name? <laughs> right. Nah, real shit. So yeah, it's a lot that comes with that. It is. It's yeah. not normal. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel about Caitlyn Jenner came out and said, "Happy Pride." First off, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Ask me if I've done one pride thing. So you're not into it? Oh, uh, not really. Okay. To so be th- honest, I mean, like, happy pride. You love your wife. But I love my not, wife. It doesn't define It you. doesn't. I, in a way, I'm just kind of like, do you see? I mean, I get the point of pride, but it's like, are like other people just like, oh, happy straight day. It's for straight mom. <laughs> right. It's like, live your life, be you. And I, but I get why it's that yeah. way. Like, 
But because it's a marginalized community, it just isn't like me and my wife. Like we don't. It's not your identity. No, like we yeah. went to we met up with her cousin in Vegas a couple maybe like last month, and they're they're lesbians and they just wanted to do all this gay shit and we were like like what what's some gay shit like gay bars they want to do the gay club the gay strip club <laughs> i'm like but bitch how's the dj <laughs> yeah. i don't give a fuck about none of that <laughs> yeah. like even if i wasn't married i don't care about and that's what i want us to move forward in a place of like it really doesn't matter yeah. Go where the vibe is. Do right. you feel like you have that luxury to be in a woman? Because as a I gay think, man, I think I have that luxury, even being a straight presenting woman. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Right. Um, I do realize the privilege that lies with that. But I also just, you know, I don't. I say it all the time and like I get a lot of flack for it. I just don't feel a part of the gay community. I'm yeah. a part of. Wait, I didn't expect you to just say that. I don't. Like, I hate when people assume that because I'm married to a woman that I'm just like. Include. Just because you're black doesn't mean you like rap. That's what it's like. It's like assuming because you're black, you have to love little baby. You must love the baby, little baby. When you get in an Uber, yeah, and they change the music. Yes, Jay-Z. so like people just be like, "Happy Pride, let's go to the gay bar." And it's like, nah, <laughs> no, no, thank you. And it's nothing. I've been to gay bars. I have no problem going, but it's like my my aesthetic, my whole like vibe. I just generally, I go where like the DJ's good. Like I, I was don't about care. to say, I went to a gay bar in Charlotte, and the music was very oomps, oomps, yeah, oomps. and it's I catered to gay white men. I had the worst time, and my friend, he was a gay white man, and he, he like, loved it. He, he fucking loved it, making out with everybody yes. in there. You know, it's just culturally not our thing. Yeah. Like a lot of gay bars are tailored to gay white men, and so like you black people go and just kind of like. Uh, just kind of receive it as almost like, well, this is what I got to do if I want to meet some gay people, other gay people. It's just like, they don't try to make it like an inclusive environment. So I'm just like, no, thank you. Yeah. I want to go where I'm going to hear some ratchet shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to have a good time. And if there's gay people there, that's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I got you. It makes sense. Okay. Well, Caitlyn Jenner, you know, she's a trans woman. Mm -hmm. And she came out and said- she, she was. I want to know how do you feel when she said, um, trans kids shouldn't play sports or like, okay. you know, that yeah. that topic mm-hmm. where trans women, I want to get it right. Trans women shouldn't. I, I get it wrong all the time. It's okay. <laughs> it's the truth. I just feel like people need to like, it's a whole nother way of speaking and like 100% because I have people in my life that are trans. I really want, but some grace needs to be extended. You know what I'm saying? Like there are people that are ignorant and don't give a fuck and don't want, don't care about learning. And then there are some people that are learning, but everything kind of comes with a curve. Yeah. There needs to be some grace. You know what I'm saying? I feel like the moment that you mess up, people are like, Oh my God, she's homophobic. She hates trans people. She doesn't respect non-binary people. It's like, I do. I just don't know what it means yet. Like, I'm give me weak. a second. So, I'm weak. Um, as far well, as Caitlyn Jenner. I just want to say before we get on that, just me being cis, straight, hetero. Mm. <laughs> I got it all. Come on. I do as an ally. I feel like it's my job to make sure I'm getting it right and make sure I'm correcting the people around me. Yes, but if you don't know, it's okay. My thing is like some things like, say for example, like, you you are black because mm-hmm. that's the thing I feel the closest. That's the community I'm in. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm black. That's your tribe. That that's my tribe. That's my community. <laughs> Those are my peeps. Okay. Um, 
you are black, right? And you have friends that aren't black. You can teach them certain things, but certain things just come with the culture of being black. And there are certain things about being gay and being in the community that I can say you shouldn't say that. But there are just certain things that are like nuances of that community. Right. Lingo and like things like that, like that can't be taught. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like right. there are things about being black, like the potato salad, it that can't cannot be, be taught. Yeah. I could tell you all day, but there's going to be just small nuances of that community that are like, oh, I didn't even think about that because that's, that's normal to me. Yeah. You know okay. Well, Caitlyn Jenner said trans girls in high school shouldn't um, do sports against regular girls. Mm -hmm. He said that, or cis girls. He said, um, you know, it's not fair and that mm -hmm. it might mess up women's sports. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that? Um, so, like I told you, I'm not really, like, 100% familiar with, like, trans identity and stuff like that. However... I, for once in my life, may agree with Caitlyn Jenner. Mm -hmm. um, I think that women's sports already doesn't get the attention that it deserves. Mm -hmm. um, and so whether you identify as a man or a woman, I 100% support you in that decision. However, biologically, like your hands, like the ball in men's basketball is bigger than women's basketball. Mm -hmm. You still got them same man hands. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, the physicality and and honestly there are women that will dog walk a nigga up and down the court right. you know what i'm saying right. and i'm not saying that women can't beat men however you do have an advantage yeah you know what i'm saying and so like um i did listen to a podcast where they talked about that and they were saying like well once you reach a certain point of taking hormones you start to lose this and i'm like yo but then that becomes very invasive i don't um just like your job doesn't have the right to know if you're transitioning. Why am I showing you my transition process in order to play sports? That's true. It That's just muddies lot. the water a lot. I think they should come up with transports. Now, the thing with that is it's going to be. Hmm. If they come up with transports. Okay. So here's another thing I was thinking about. Mm -hmm. There are going to be people, men that just weren't good enough to make it into the <laughs> NBA. <laughs> That are gonna <laughs> shut up, bye. Shut up. Tell shut me. Up. But if you're gonna go that far, if you you're gonna, it. <laughs> yes. you got if it. You're you got to, the sixty million dollar contract. I'm dead ass. If yeah. you're willing to be trans, but there's people that are willing to like take advantage and bend the rules. So, I mean, it's a lot. That's a lot. It's a lot of layers to this, and you know, like unfortunately, like the thing is, the world is a far more complex place than it was fifty years ago. Like, it is. We're applying the rules of sports for a hundred <laughs> years into like today's society. However, I just personally don't feel as though it would be fair. Yeah. It wouldn't be fair. As a woman, if I knew I was, and I'm not even an athlete, if, as a woman, and I'm super competitive, if I knew that a, I'm doing something that requires physicality mm -hmm. and I'm really competing against someone that has a genetic makeup and capabilities of a man, if that's the case, we should have all been playing sports together. Yeah. If that's the case, go ahead and make the NBA co-sex co make college sports co-sex right and then women will never play that's I what y'all want anyway <laughs> right i mean it's like you're not paying women athletes anything no anyway. like you get but, a yeah. fully loaded forerunner and a, a decent house mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying okay before we go um we need to get into some serious oh my god it's been an hour already already Gosh. i need to get into some serious 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 ass eating talk 
because last time you you ain't talk about sex. I'm not. It's old. funny. I don't care. I was getting dressed and I was like, I'm gonna be in my feelings if Amani doesn't talk to me <laughs> about sex. I want to lick the rapper. So now we're gonna get into it. That's okay. what you wanted. That's what okay. you're gonna motherfucking get. So when you are in a girl on girl relationship, yes, do you still get your ass ate? I don't like booty play. I don't like my ass ate. My wife doesn't like her ass ate. Oh my god! She don't want to eat my ass. I don't want eat want to eat her ass. Um, Y'all I have I have been seriously considered a butt plug. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I had my ass ate before. You don't love and it. And to me, it's like it just it didn't feel good. Like oh shit. It's just like, oh, it lets me know, like, okay, you're committed. You a nasty motherfucker. Mm-hmm. More than it feels good. It's more like a mental thing of like, oh. I feel like it's a nonverbal cue of like, I'm down for whatever. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what ass play ass eating is to me. So if your wife told you, like, babe, I want this from you, would you do it? Eat her ass or yeah. her eat my ass? Eat her eat, eat would you eat her ass? Because these are two different things. <laughs> would you eat her ass? Ooh. Um, I don't, oh my God, you would be that disgusted? I wouldn't be disgusted. I would just, by the time we go through the checklist of what I need for me to eat her ass, she ain't going to want me to do it anymore. What you need? I need you fresh out the shower. Okay. I need you to not have taken a shit in the last like six <laughs> hours. I need okay. you, I don't, I need you to, I don't know how I want to eat your ass because I don't know if I want your ass tooted up to my face right um i don't know if i can reach your butt with you laying on your back we got to come up with new ways for me you're not gonna cock your leg up and eat and i'm gonna eat your butt so i guess it's the bend over it's so many things i have to think about yeah that's way too much yeah so what do you type into your porn search bar Mm, lesbian ebony lesbian webcam that's interesting that you type in ebony lesbian Mm -hmm. because you're not married to a black woman no, I'm not. However, she could pass as like light skin black. <laughs> okay. So that's your type. I put in all different. I actually like to watch um, mature lesbian or mature. Come sex. on, mature. I love mature porn. What difference does mature make? The women are older. Okay. Um, And so I don't like the geriatric <laughs> mature. But like when I think like mature, 40s, I'm thinking gray hair. Some of them have had gray hair. Uh-huh. But they just look like real women, you know, like they may have a little poopa, a little poop. I got you, yeah. Um, you like some realistic shit. You don't yeah. want to see porn stars necessarily. Yeah, and so like I'm like, I get enough of that on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, <laughs> so I like mature porn and also too, like I just feel like it has like, it just feels a little bit more realistic. Even if it's not like, even if it's scripted, it's just like, okay, these are real women's bodies. Uh-huh. You can tell this woman probably had a baby. Yeah. She looked like me. Uh-huh. And I had no baby. Yeah. <laughs> Us, the yes. fuck? Yeah. So I, I definitely put in mature. I, and it's usually ebony. I don't like t- too much white porn. Yeah. Um, It depends. Because in porn, I've realized I like a lot of shit talking. Mm. I love a man that talks shit. When I'm fucking and I like to watch. like if I'm doing mm. if I'm watching porn and the man is quiet like really yes the man has well, to be and talking what porn to her. is a man quiet good lord the performance <laughs> of it all no sometimes yeah. I hate porn where it's like y'all mother is y'all gonna say anything like but I know some people are like stop talking I don't want to hear all that you shit know, you know also what other type of porn I like what 
um, I forgot what the search is. But a lot of times when you put in mature, it'll come up. Like a <laughs> older woman uh-huh. seducing a younger woman. Woman. Yeah. Mm, I like that. Yeah. Like teacher, student form. Teacher, student. Yeah. You know, my mama told your mama. These be like grown ass women. My, your mama told me to wash you today. <laughs> like the fuck? <laughs> they looking <Yes>. all innocent. <laughs> just because you put two fucking pigtails and somebody, <laughs> ma'am, we don't believe you, but I'm gonna go along with it just for the sake of fantasy. But I like the seduction. Yeah, I part. like that too. Mm-hmm. I like that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think too because, like, in my mind, I do like to be like taken control of in the bedroom. Me too. I am definitely not the dominant person mm-hmm. in sex. Every now and then, I have my moment, but I, I want you to like take control of me. I want you to. I'm like me. that too. Hold my hands down. Yeah. You know, tell me shut the fuck up. Me too. I'm your bitch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm <laughs> yeah. Your I'm. We're submissive. Yeah. Yes. I'm 100. Mm-hmm. percent mm-hmm. I want to be dominated. Okay, let me ask you a question. Yeah. So I feel like this is a popular thing. Mm-hmm. Threesomes, right? Okay. But have you ever thought about with removing, if you knew that you could not be judged mm-hmm. or you weren't going to be judged, would you want to have a threesome with two men? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So gangbang porn and train. Why is it gangbang? I like watching gangbangs, by the way. Everybody does. <laughs> MyGuiltyPleasure.com. Everybody does. Yeah. yeah. And I love gangbang porn. I love train porn. Mm-hmm. And I am 100% sure that if I was a single bitch, I would be out here getting trains ran on me. And yes. I, and I would not apologize Okay, for good. It good for you. Fuck that. If men want all these women, why wouldn't I want all of these dicks? <laughs> We like dick, we right? Like dick. Why wouldn't I want all these dicks? Okay, good. Yeah, I, I don't could get an honest response out of you. That's why I asked. It's tough to be honest because we I just hate. we live in, we live in a terrible. Yes. If I, I posted, ran a train what, on her, what if you were my trick? Right. Well, Amber Rose said it all the time. All the time, when it's a guy with all these girls around him, he's that nigga. He's, he's a, a man. Pimp. But she'll take a picture with the Migos. She's a, a hoe. hoe, and she's fucking every last one. But it's one like of them. I got all of these niggas. Mm-hmm. And shouldn't you say, "Oh, she's that bitch"? Yes, you know, they exactly. All, like, it's just weird. That's the double yeah. standard. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why can't they be pleasing me? So let me ask you this: Would you? So if you have, if you were having a threesome with two men. Mm-hmm. Would it be that they were to please you? But what if they decided to do some of their own things too? I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, okay. I wouldn't mind that. Um, I watch that point sometimes too. That's why I was. I wouldn't mind that. I I though um I like a manly man. Mm-hmm. So seeing a man in a feminine position might turn me on. I had this whole conversation kind of sort of with my wife, and it went left. But I'm with you. Okay, <laughs> it isn't. It isn't emasculating. It's. We'll talk. Okay. We're yeah. not going to get canceled today. Yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, I don't, I don't think what I said was wrong, but I like masculinity. Well, That's they're what gonna, they're gonna, People that, will say why that. Does why, you not masculine? why does that make you not masculine? And and so my wife was like, you have such a high bar for men. And Because I was referencing Lil Nas X kissing the man on stage. Okay. And I was like, you know, I'm all clearly all for people loving who they mm-hmm. want. But for me personally, it was a little jarring. You know what I'm saying? Like, it That's was, crazy hearing you say that. It was a little, I mean, in my own way, sometimes I can be like, I guess conservative, but it, maybe conservative isn't the word. Uh huh. I'm all for, but to me, two men kissing isn't sexy. 
Okay. You know what I'm saying? And maybe that's the word I meant to use with my wife because I was like, you know, I just don't like to see sometimes it feels emasculating. When I said emasculating, she was like, why does he have to be emasculating? Um, and I was like, well, maybe that isn't, I, I was trying to word it in a way where I was true to what I meant, but I'm just like, it's not sexy. It doesn't turn you on. It doesn't turn a me lot of on. People, it turns a lot of people yes, on, and though. So yeah. For me, I was, because I was thinking, I was like, he's not going to kiss that guy. He's not going to, I was like, oh. <gasps> He kissed I, the guy. I knew he was. I, I knew thought he was. he was earlier in the performance because yeah, they were all near was. his groin or whatever. But um, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So that's all for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I just like a really dominant mm-hmm. man. Well, but one of those men will be dominant. No, that's true. Mm-hmm. But then if the other one is being, is sucking dick, I don't know if I'm going to want to suck his dick because you just, okay, I just so, watched you suck dick. But okay, so what if he's, Hit it. Okay, so what if the guy is fucking the guy from behind and the guy that's getting fucked from behind is eating your pussy? See that vision if I if I'm <laughs> So your vision you see if, hit the top of his head his ass getting fit him getting rammed. Right. Like, it's a bit distracting. Right. Huh? It, that's a, it's a lot going on. It's a lot going on. Yo, she needs a perfectly choreographed gangbang. <laughs> it's a lot going on. Okay. But this is going to sound funny. I watch gay porn. I've heard of a lot of straight women watching gay porn. It's, I don't, it's so funny. I don't know. It sounds like you said, our, our minds and bodies are all. I over also the place. think too, porn is about an element of fantasy. Yep. And so heterosex, you have that been had it, having it ain't nothing new there. Okay. Girls, we've been watching sneak and watching lesbian porn since uh real sex on HBO. I think the reason that people are like watching or straight women are watching gay porn is because there's something new. Mm. It's like, wow. It's like almost like that first time orgasm. To me, it looks very animalistic. Mm. You know, and a, and I hope in that doesn't sultry. sound bad. No, because you're saying it in a sultry way. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's very much so. We are so horny right mm. now. We just are about to, you know, do I this. Feel it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. Okay, I'm with that. And shit. also, I think um, men are kind of more sexual. I think mm. men are more horny than women are. Definitely. You know? And I also think, too, like, don't get me wrong. I know there's all types of tips and tricks right. to, like, porn. However, like... A woman can do porn, put some lube on, and fake it. Like, your that's dick true. being hard is kind of hard. Yeah, that's to- true. Oh, my God. That made me think about this guy I worked with that did porn. Mm-hmm. We worked at a restaurant together, and he, they were like, do you know such and such? He does porn on the side. And he told me, he came he was like, everyone knows that I do porn on the side, but I'm not ashamed of it. I do uh-huh. gay porn. And his porn name is Preston Burgess. Come on, Preston. <laughs> Come on, Preston. And I looked at Preston. It was he's white. Okay. Um, he looked a little too weak for me. I need, like you said, I need that strong look. If I'm gonna do it, it needs to be like a strong dynamic. He's yeah. like you know super thin, but that just made me think about yeah. a guy I knew that did gay porn. And that was, is, and a lot of those men aren't gay. They're straight. Okay, so do you think a guy can suck dick and be straight? And my wife and I have this conversation. <laughs> Personally, we, we getting into this is my preference. <laughs> Once you want them dicks, you want them dicks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't think I. I mean, if it's like a, a sexual encounter, but I'm talking about like in a relationship with a man who is bisexual. Mm-hmm. 
I couldn't do it. Mm hmm. That ain't my ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like I said, I know it's a double standard because I am bisexual mm-hmm. and I would be like, what? Or I know that it's more acceptable for me to be bisexual right. than a man. But um, if a if I find out my man sucked a dick, mm-hmm. it's not. he's your man. we can talk about it but it's a lot for me because it's like okay i gotta fight girls off (laughs) now i'm fighting these dicks too no thank you like that's a lot tap me out coach that's a lot it is a lot yeah and i just also like too i just feel like um and this is negating the negative um stereotypes that come along with like down low men or men that are bisexual and like diseases and uh, you know unfortunately there's a lot of stereotypes with that and I feel like especially black women are extremely cautious about being with bisexual men because of you know things that we've heard about like oh you could catch AIDS but the reality is you could catch it from these niggas that fuck anything walking as far as women are concerned these niggas are not wearing condoms no these niggas are not and so I think more than anything I if I, there's anything, I guess I could say it's my pride moment, like fist up. It's like maybe removing some of that stereotype of like gay men. Cause I feel like a lot of the fear isn't necessarily about, oh, my man is being emasculated or imagine you've been over. People. It's about thinking about the stereotypes of like, oh, he could have AIDS and he's passing AIDS yeah. to me. And so remo- maybe removing that stereotype because you can get it from your husband says, yeah. you can get it from anyone. And so yeah. like, realizing that everybody needs to be getting tested Mm -hmm. and we need to be checking those, you know what I'm saying? I started to look at it differently when I had to realize a lot of men are in the closet for their safety, Mm. you know, and Mm. for their mental health. And Mm. when I had to put that into consideration Mm -hmm. in the world we lived in, Mm -hmm. I had to kind of look at that differently Mm -hmm. too, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's so easy for a straight people to say things like, come out the, you know, don't nobody care. It's 2020 when people say that all All the the time. time. And it's Mm -hmm. like, bro, like it's Queen Latifah technically just came out last night (laughs) ma'am we knew but it was her first time like saying publicly publicly and i was just like girl and in my mind it's funny i said that to my wife today i was like girl don't nobody care like you the queen like we don't care but they come from a different generation just like the brat when she was like i'm gay bitch we knew what you thought we thought (laughs) who did you think you were fooling with them baggy clothes right yeah like we knew that Uh uh-huh you know so i think like you said it's a lot easier for people from the outside looking in to say like just be yourself and you know all that and like even myself like my mom had a hard time with my sexuality but i come from like a family where there are Honestly, on my dad's side, there are more gay people than straight. Mm-hmm. So I had like a very warm environment. There are more gay people than straight on my dad's side. I'm dead ass serious. I'm dead ass serious. That is so funny. My uh, <laughs> so my funny. three, oh. I have three cousins, three first cousins. I don't have a lot of cousins unless I only have like three. They're all gay. <laughs> my aunt is gay. My uncle who found us on Ancestry.com, he's 50 years old. He's gay. <laughs> like, it's just gay people. And so yeah. it's something that's like really accepted, I guess you could say. So I didn't really have to feel that, you know, that much coming out. I didn't have as much angst about it, but not everyone has that environment. I don't have a coming out story. Yeah. I bought the girls to the family reunion and they were just like, oh. it is. What it no is. one said anything. <laughs> right. My mom didn't right. even know I was dating girls. I bought the girls to the family reunion on my dad's side. My mom didn't even find out. I took a girl to the family reunion to a whole nother year later. Mm. that's always like not a big deal to my family they're yeah. like oh, okay 
That's good though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that very good. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I feel like a lot of people don't get that. You know, no. a lot of people don't get no. that. No. Mm-hmm. That's a that's really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's rare in black families, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I feel like once you have your mom's support, and I'm like this. Yeah. Once I have my mom's but support, you, know, you don't really I need your re- mom's support. I used to be like that. And then when I realized, like, in this, I love my mama, Carolyn, girl. I love you. Yeah, but when I realized me. that I was living a fuller life than my mother. Go ahead and free yourself. What Fantasia said, if, if you, you don't, don't want me, then don't talk to me. Yesterday, my anxiety was through the roof. I was crying. I, it was just a very heavy day. Mm-hmm. And my mom was calling me. Mm-hmm. And I literally, my like mind she, she wanted to understand. pick up. But my body, I just couldn't pick I couldn't yeah, pick up I'm like, like whatever I'm watching, she wouldn't even understand right I'm mm-hmm. like I and I felt guilty because mm-hmm. there's that daughter feeling of mm-hmm. like I want to please her I want to mm-hmm. but it's like right now I don't have any energy mm-hmm. to give her mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. she might suck me mm-hmm. some more it might be a hairstylist <laughs> <laughs> no I'm sorry to keep hitting you no, I think it's just a parent I really think that it's a parent thing and I think that you do have to come into your life where I love you I respect you but I can't live for you. I can't, I can't answer live every for you. single call. And not when I'm only stressed. that, not only can I not live uh, for you, but I realized that maybe like two years after I finished college, I was like, my world. I haven't even moved away yet, and my world is bigger than my mom's. Mm. Like my mom has been going to the same grocery store for the past thirty years. She has her clientele. Her world is like I would say a. 20 mile radius Mm -hmm. if that you know what i'm saying and like that's not what you want it's not what i want but also like she's around the same people every day like i live a very diverse life and diversity isn't necessarily about skin color diverse life as far as like people are and things you do and and things that i do like we don't do the same things like my mom was like you're so brave i'm like bitch it's just a zip line <laughs> it's it's just a Uber, right? Like, yeah, right, right, you know right, like, right, right. My world yeah. is so much bigger than hers, and mm-hmm. so just like in our professional landscape, you wouldn't ask someone for advice that doesn't do what you do. Mm-hmm. Sometimes your mama ain't been where you going, mm. and she don't know. <laughs> like, and it was hard for me to accept that about my mom and like even my grandma. Like, not to say that their advice is invaluable, but they're not going. They haven't been to where I want to go. And it's your life. Mm-hmm. That's it's like Girl. my mom told me one time and I, it, this lives in my head forever and at the time it stuck with me mm. she said if you can't do something in front of your dad or in front of your granddad you shouldn't do it like and when did, i was young yeah. i had this, when she said that i was probably like 12, and put 13. the fear of god in you yeah mm-hmm. if you can't do something in front of your dad or your step mm. or your granddad it's wrong you shouldn't do it at all mm. and i think <laughs> just this year how traumatic when, is that is when i shed that i'm 27 years old Mm-hmm. And I'm just shedding that. It's like I, that. My life it doesn't belong to y'all. I don't even have the best. I haven't even always had the best relationship with my mom. And even when we were estranged, like I didn't speak to my mom for like a year, a year and a half. Wow. And I still, in the back of my mind, have that like, I don't want to embarrass my mom. You know what my mom thinks. And I'm not even talking to her. Wow, you know what I'm saying? Charles. So like, um, I think that innately, and I will say like, even through college, my mom, you know, like I said, we had a very tumultuous relationship. I'm actually, I've always been closer to my grandmother than my mom. And, but my mom said something to me and I was like, well, I didn't even think about that. When I graduated from college and I was walking out, you know, where, you know, you go sit down. I was looking for my mom. 
Aww. My brother's there. My grandparents are there. And my grandparents, I consider my parents to a certain extent. And I look for my, and my mom has this picture where I'm waving at her. I went out and I'm looking for my mom. Right. Instinctively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think just sometimes like your proudest moments, you look for your mom. And we can't always like say like, oh, you know, like I'm not here to please my mom. But low key, you yeah, like when motherfuckers right. get money, they be like, I'm buying my mom a house. Yep. It's something about if I could buy my mom something, she like that. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Even my brother, like my brother, like I said, he lived in New York and was broke for 10 years. He couldn't even afford to buy my mom a bus ticket. Mm. And, you know, he's doing really well in California. He flew my mom out and hosted her for a whole week. And that made him feel good. No matter how yeah. much my mama gets on his damn nerves. <laughs> the fact that he could do it made him feel good. Right. Even though my mama called, he like, God damn. <laughs> So that feeling never ends. It doesn't end. You, you go on, <laughs> you find a balance. You know what I'm saying? You, you, they don't rule your everyday life anymore. However, I think internally it's a stamp of validation. Like, I mm. made it. I made it. When I can do this, I made it. How I how I got there is none right. of my mama business. Right. But I, I'm able to do it. Right. Yeah. I have a mother who is definitely in a different generation and mm. doesn't understand anything I'm doing, <laughs> but is young enough to be on social media. So you watching everything oh, I'm doing. Lord. So it's I blocked like, my mama. Did you? Yes. My older brother blocked it, but that's, that's part of what I need to shed. I mm. would feel so bad to block But here's her. another thing. And here's into the double standards. Your mom holds you to a different standard <laughs> than she does your brother. Ooh. <laughs> my brother could always get away with murder murder like my mom i'm married to my wife and my mom hit me up about posting a picture of me kissing my wife girl if you don't sit down somewhere no and my brother got like pictures of him and his girlfriend kissing they're laying in the bed all kinds what of stuff. did she say to you she was like i mean is that what you want out there you know like companies can look and see this is my whole legal ass wife. wife. Fuck them. Girl, if, they're, if they're upset with me kissing my wife. If you don't get off Al Gore's internet and leave me the fuck alone. In my big age. In my big age. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, that's what you crazy tell so. That's ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. But I also think too, like, you know, I go back to like, yo, hairstylist in the 90s, it's a real thing, like a mentality. I don't know about your mom, but my mama never on time. Okay, because they run on their own schedule. <laughs> but also, too, it's so heavily built on image and what people think of you. You know what I'm saying? So like, Yes, like, even when I say, like, you know, when I worked in restaurants, I was like, oh, ma, I saw your customer, Miss Peaches. Did you have your makeup on? Those are the questions she asked me. Or if I say I'm doing something, did you have your makeup on? What, what did you wear? <laughs> Not did you have your makeup on? That is old school. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's they care so school. much about what people think. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think the blessing and is we're like, not like that. Hell no. no. Like my mom was embarrassed in my show for so long. Then she saw I was making money and she said, Oh, well, people do that. <laughs> yeah. They see that it works. That's then, I feel like our mom's the same people. My black mom, hairstylists from the 90s are the same people. When my mom saw that 60 million deal, she said, so this podcasting thing is... Yes. What, mom, you think I'm doing this every week just for... you are my little sister. <laughs> I told you earlier, it was like looking and talking into a mirror. Believe me when I tell you, 90s hairstylists that are black women are the same people. fucking person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is no difference. Yeah. And when they feel like if you don't work the way they work, you're not shit. We can end the show. <laughs> yeah. If you choose another path. If your mama's a hairstylist, this is for you. <laughs> Dad ass. <laughs>
they're the same person yeah. and they live by these old school rules of like you know and and i get like but i'm like people love authenticity now people realize like this it's, shit is not real what y'all are doing is not real when i got my body done mm. and i i remember my mom was like you can't tell anybody that you had surgery That's and i was shit like my mama would do and too. i was like i'm i'm going on my I'm podcast and talk, like of course i'm gonna talk about it and she was like oh my god like we're so different like i you know and i'm like mom i can't live with all of these secrets, secrets. And all, like, it's ghetto and it, it's just too stressed it's too much it is i'm already mentally going through it now yes. i gotta hide all of this sh- and, and when, when people mention my body i gotta pretend and like the i thing worked out is, it's like it's normalized here. you know what i'm saying so many things are normalized now you know what i'm saying like Talking about sex is normalized. Women not being ashamed of their sexuality is not like this like taboo thing anymore. At least we're in the circles I'm in. You know what I'm saying? Like (laughs) my mom is just like, oh my, even now when she tells people like, oh, Chelsea has a podcast, but girl, it's X rated. That's my mom. Or my mom is like convinced that I need to have a single in the city after dark. My show should be considered after dark. And then I have like a And that's dramatic because your show isn't even. (laughs) Your show isn't even sex based. You talk about sex. Sex, but it's not like talking about licking and assholes like Can I am. Please talk to my mom. <laughs> That's dramatic. But you know, yeah. it's crazy because I referenced you in a conversation when, when I realized that our, our mothers knew each other. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, I, I had a guest. She listened to your show. And she's like, yes, Glenn, and I said, yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like, she's like, she got her body done. She was like, That's nice. I said, Well, bitch, when I want to do it. They need need to know that one of their peers thinks it's okay. Mm. And then it's like, oh, when she saw you had a podcast and you talk about like sex and like liberation. It made her feel more comfortable. (laughs) That's it. And she's like, so that's Glenna's daughter. Okay. I'm weak. And so it made made her feel better. Well, it might make her feel worse because my mama don't like it either. (laughs) They need a support group. Mothers of podcasts. Mothers of daughters in podcasts. Support group. Please That's log funny. in. Yeah. My mom felt so much better about it knowing that she knew somebody your mom. she knew and her daughter was doing it too. Wow. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But you gotta I mean time is ticking. Honey. I know. But with you, I can just talk all day long. I know. But if you think about it, we're just not that far removed from racism. Oh, hell no. So we're still trying to fight slavery. Respectability politics. Much less, right, much less. Now we want to have OnlyFans. And yeah. It's like, bitch, we were just on the It's on all the about plantation. respectability politics and, like, standards of, like, you know, even that as far as, like, if you're black, you got to be three times as good. And especially, like, in the media game, they're going to compare you to Oprah. And, like, oh, and Oprah kept it clean. But you know what? I ain't fucking Oprah. Oprah. You know what I'm saying? And, like, maybe in that time you had to do that. But not anymore. I keep saying it. The internet changed the fucking game. I don't think Oprah's show would be the Oprah show had social media if it came out now. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a difference. It was yes. just gatekeepers. It w- so even Oprah had to have a lot. As a black woman, Oprah, she had to come correct, you know? All the way correct. Yeah. And kudos to Oprah. Like, I love. I love. She's oh my like God. my media godmother. she did it at a time where it was damn near impossible. Exactly, exactly. But I'm just like, yo, the respectability politics got to stop. Like, being accepted is about like. So you want to wear your bonnet to the airport? No. Okay. Personally, it's just not my judge. Like, right. I don't knock wearing the bonnet to the airport but i don't support it either like mm-hmm. i'm just kind of like i also 
like, can we get off the whole link? Make black women do whatever they want. Okay, yes, we we know that. However, it's just like the truth is, you do wear the bonnet to bed. <laughs> like, let's keep it real with ourselves. If you why are you you not wearing slippers? So some of them are. Well, but even when people wear slippers, I'm like, come on, bro. First of all, I'm just thinking about the germs. That yeah. you just like, I just think like you can be comfortable, cute. And I'm not saying that bonnets aren't presentable. However, like if you, that isn't, that isn't how I choose to like, that is not my shit. Like it's just not my shit. Back in the day before I was wearing wigs, you know, we had to full sew in so mm-hmm. we could leave out. Mm-hmm. And so there were a lot of times where I would want to be cute, but I would have my hair like pinned up yeah. with a scarf and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I used to travel like that. Okay. Like hair pinned up in a scarf. If because we were in landed, a perfectly black I world, would, I would understand. I know what right. the bonnet means. Right. <laughs> right. I know right. what the bonnet means. Yeah. Just like, you know, I, I recently got a relaxer. I hadn't had a relaxer in like five years. Come on, creamy crap. Back on that shit. And bitch, I've been relaxing ever since. Come on. I'm about to go get me some. Girl, I got a relaxer and I've been relaxing Stop. ever since. And this is, this is no heat on my hair in a week and a half. Gym and everything. This? But when what's I go, going on underneath girl, this? Girl, I, I gave in. I gave in. I said, Lord, I tried. I gave in. But I go to the gym and I have my hair pin curled most of the time. And I have like a mesh. Uh, it looks like a bandana, but it's a mesh thing. And I have my hair tied up. Am I the only person in the gym with my hair tied up? Yes. However, I feel like this is acceptable. I'm in the gym. It is an athletic headband. Would I wear my bonnet to the gym? Probably not. No. I yeah. bought something specifically for that. My thing is like you can have a pin curl style to retain your curls. But sis, you could put a hat on. <laughs> yeah. They're a bonnet style hat. Yeah. You can literally do something other than the bonnet. And I'm not knocking people that choose to wear the bonnet. I'm, I'm saying it's weak. not my thing. I'm not a bonnet girl. Me either. <laughs> I don't even wear a bonnet at yeah, home. I'm not a bonnet girl. I'm not a bonnet to girl. To me, the inside, I bought one bonnet and the inside of it looked like the inside of a casket. And it just really fucked me up. I'm dead. Put them in the <laughs> casket. <laughs> Do you remember that was a thing on social yes, media? Put them in the casket. Yes. The bonnet just is not it, sis. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a bonnet girl. You anyways. have so many other options. And I just feel like, you know. But Monique, why are you in a robe telling us this? This is true. <laughs> this is true. But I will say, it's once again, one of those things where like, hate to be the messenger. Because I'm totally for black women showing up as their full selves. I talked about that before the show started, how I loved Slutty Vegan because it was black people showing up as their their full selves to work. However, not saying you got to put the whole race on your back when you go out, but that is not the representation that I want to give others, not just saying white people, of black women. I feel you because I was on a flight. The last flight we took, we getting off the plane. Mm -hmm. You know when you get off the plane, the door's not even open. Everybody yeah, wanna mm-hmm. stand up. Girl, wait your turn. Relax. <laughs> so we just sitting there. It's our turn. We get up. The white dude, he's going to go get his suitcase like anybody mm-hmm. else going to go get his suitcase. A black woman behind him. Can you get your ass on? Because I'm trying to get off this plane. See, like, no. So then the white dude turned around and was like, relax. Everybody is trying to get off. Yeah. Calm down. She, well, when I punch you in the motherfucking, I mean, was, re- and in my head, I'm like, this Come sucks. on, girl. Because then everybody's looking at you like, is this your sister? <laughs> or like, is this how they act? Like, right. Mm-hmm. So it's, if they, if they did feel any way about black women, you just I confirmed could, it. You confirmed yeah. it. Yeah. And now and I'm totally the black girl it. sitting here looking. Yes. <laughs> looking like, Hi, excuse me. <laughs> 
You feel like you gotta be extra nice. You gotta be extra nice for the nice that she Respectability politics. Right, about to buy him a coffee and some more shit. Yes. This is too much. I'm with you. Yeah. I just, it's like, so, yeah. It's not the best representation. It's just like, and I'm not the bitch. I'm also not the girl. I don't care if I'm catching a flight to Atlanta unless I got somewhere to do like something to do exactly that has happened to me though i don't dress up for the airport you nobody's saying you have to dress up for the airport there's nice leisure we can be comfortable on a plane definitely i'm definitely gonna wear like like the when i went to vegas i had like black sweatpants capris yeah you could wear your leggings a sweatshirt you know we love to do layers yeah you can be presentable and be comfortable yes the pajamas like that's ridiculous that's let me tell you more than the bonnet you know what i really fucking hate the blanket the blanket when bitches get on a plane with a child's barney blanket girl where is your sweatshirt (laughs) where's your zip up jacket it's not that serious why yeah and even even if you're gonna do a blanket, I throw. But even if you, cause yeah, I don't really. I can see the pillow with the see, blanket. Is, I could even see like a throw, cause they do sell like travel throw, travel throw. But your daughter's dirty ass, dingy Barney blanket ain't it? Fucking Tinkerbell blanket as old as you. It's and an snuggle. It's snuggle with your bonnet. Because if they have the blanket, the bonnet is yeah. close. Oh, the blanket not coming without the bonnet. Yeah. Or the stuffed animal. I'm just... <laughs> we grown. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, can we log off the flight? I'm weak. Yeah. So I, me personally, I know other people do. I don't care what you got. I don't care if you got the bonnet or the blanket. Mm. Just be a ni- just be a nice person. <laughs> I agree. Just, be a nice person. But I, I know that that's not how everybody else. But I, feels. I'm also looking at you like you're doing too much. And also, as much as we can say, I don't judge. We do. Yes. We. It's instinct. Or, we can't help or it. Or even if it's like for the people that try to say like, oh, it doesn't matter what people do. Do do do. Black people. <laughs> I know for a fact when I go out to eat. I am very mindful to of not be that black girl that doesn't tip or right. to act like $5 is as high as we right. can go. Yeah. One, because I've worked in the service industry. Two, because, you know, I can't, I will honestly say my brother was the first to work in restaurants and he taught my parents and my grandparents how to tip properly. They were like, oh, well, damn, because we aren't really taught how to tip properly. Yeah. If I'm with my friends and they don't tip, I'm like, uh-uh. Right. Or I will tip more to, cover to compensate, they, like which is sick. Yeah, <laughs> I don't go out with no bro, more, no more broke bitches that don't know how to tip. Period. Yeah, I don't need. Yeah, I'm. And I'm, I'm not saying you got to leave fifty dollars tip. Just if the service a good yeah, like come if the on. service was good, you know what I'm saying? Like, and even being in the service industry, it's hard for me not to tip twenty percent because I also know what it's like to just be in the fucking weeds. Like yeah. you're having multiple tables, it's a lot going on, and you're just like, oh. I dropped the ball. It needs to be 20%. Yes. I think. And mm-hmm. if it's bad service, you should do 10, 15. Yeah. People that are like, uh-uh, I'm not leaving her. Not Like, that I is can't sick. Leave, I can't walk because away Because you don't nothing. know what somebody was going through and got going on. Here's a little hack, guys. When you don't tip at all, you actually make the server O for your table. Wow. Because we have to tip out on the percentage that we right. sell. So if you left nothing and your tab is $100, I'm still going to have to tip out on the $100 yeah. that you did not tip on. Mm-hmm. So in actuality, I'm in the hole. <laughs> yeah. They need to pay people more. In actuality, Period. I actually owe for you eating at my table. That sucks. 
Yeah. Yeah. I've never worked in the service industry, but God It will bless. change your whole outlook on going to a restaurant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll just try to do my 20%. <laughs> I don't need the other outlook. I'm just like, it'll make you like be a little bit more lenient when food takes a while. Like my friend like, where that food at? I'm like, well, everybody ordered. If you would have ordered something fried, then everybody's would have came out at the same time. But you ordered something from the saute side and you got a salad. So just because your salad's ready doesn't mean it's going to come yeah. out because our food is fried yeah. and then your food is going to take 30 minutes. The cook time on chicken is about 20 minutes. We trying our best. Yeah. Period. And my friends will be like, bitch. Relax, but once you work in the service industry, you have a level of respect. Like that's hard fucking work. Like it's hard work. It's a hustle. Like I compare it to the strip club. Mm-hmm. You in there finessing. Mm-hmm. You in there talk game, talk game, trying to be friends, you know, giving yeah. people a little extra couple cubes of ice, uh-huh. whatever you got to do, you know, yeah, like, to get that money. Yeah, it's a hustle. Mm-hmm. It really is. And so, Girl, like OnlyFans, because I'm sick of that shit. Really? Girl, they're so needy. Oh, they the are. Yes, the men and the issue what ended up happening to me, which I guess I'm naive. It's more men that I knew in real life. Mm, I don't like that. You see what I'm saying? And I didn't expect that. Yeah. But that became an issue. The men that I knew in real life. What were they doing? Being weird. One of his friends had subscribed. People that see me grow weird shit. Being in. Yeah, right. Right. It, it's beca- it became super overwhelming. Yeah. And I'm like, this is making me feel yeah. shitty. And y'all are yeah. doing Sorry, too you much. Yeah, still doing it? It's up there, but I haven't been posting. Because okay. they're, like, annoying. You know, mm. I'm like, my day shouldn't be ruined because and of y'all. And the check cleared. <laughs> and the check is already cleared. Yeah, but it's like, you know, money ain't everything. It's not. When you're not it's happy, not. it's like, yeah, I'm making money. But I feel y'all are just the it's worst. It's mm-hmm. so It was so much drama professional relationships got fucked up because oh. y'all subscribing to the OnlyFans and then nah, they're being we weird. Yeah, yeah so we good. It was just too much. I said I'm going to do a quiz before you can subscribe like to try you to filter out. Yeah. Oh. To try to feel, yeah. Okay. So like try to see like how did you find me? Okay. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Do that. But they be lying. You know, men men are weird. Mm, they are weird. Yeah. Whatever, we'll see. We get that big but we're going to go ahead and get out of here. <laughs> Chelsea, tell everybody where they can find you. You can find me at Chelsea Lamore. That's C-H-E-L-S-E-A. And it's Lemore, L-E-M-O-R-E, on all social media platforms. Check out my podcast, Single in the City podcast. Imani's been a guest um, several a couple, times. Yes, I love it. I, I love, love when Imani's on the show. It's literally just like this. It's like talking to it's like. so easy. She is literally my little sister. Like, yes. when I tell you, I am always tell you, I'm so proud of you. Like, you are, whether you believe it or not, you are fearless. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, and to be fearless doesn't mean that you don't have fear. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It just means that you don't allow the fear to consume you. Come on. And so you are fearless and you are just destined for greatness. You have the buttery, sultry voice of a goddess. And I just love your hustle. I'm so, so proud of you. I'm so sorry. It took me like two weeks to be able to come. I had a lot going on. Girl, I was going to make it my you was business, your bitch. Life. I had to make it my business. I'm never going to No be nail mad polishing. At- oh, I was like, I'm coming up out this house. She said the visuals on. I said, well, Lord. I'm never going to be mad. There was a BB cream or something on. Yeah. But no, I love you and I want to support you in any I way that you. I can. So continue to be great. You're amazing. Thank you so much, Chelsea. And you know, Fuck them people. Period. Them people. And if you feel like it's you, or you feel <laughs> if you feel like them people's a little brace, embrace it, then you want to them. You know what I'm saying? Fuck them Period. people. Period. Fuck them people. More of the story. Period. All right, y'all. Talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye. Bye.